like a like, jazzy slash you jazzy razzmatazz what you gonna do hey everybody oh hey welcome to another scintillating episode is that that's a good word of slash you Scent- scintillating scintillating all class. right what up copywriter i yeah. like that a lot we're gonna dim the lights here in the classroom light a candle and uh <laughs> Have a nice, calm conversation. Touch each other's kneecaps? Put Isn't on... that kind of sexy thing to do, is like touch kneecaps? Like if you're sitting close to somebody? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Or, or I'm very aroused on an airplane I'm, quite a bit. <laughs> I'm going to take off my van slip-on. <laughs> How does that feel, Andy? And rub against my leg. Yeah, you like that. I do. So here we are. Slash you, rubbing legs and uh, talking old fucking slasher movies, y'all. We Welcome we to class. Thank you. And... um we're episode 40. 40. 40, and we're back to our regularly scheduled curriculum. Yes, that's a good call. And mm-hmm. I like, that was very smart. Yeah. Episode 39, Q&A. Again, thank you everyone for those rad questions. And again, you know, kind of took some breaks there as the Deimoses became and the Constants became one. Our, our wedded bliss. Our wedded bliss. And now we're back into the movies. Slash yes. you. And in case you don't know Slash you... You think we're just a Q&A You're coming in podcast? at a good time. Yeah, no. Yeah. You think if we're a true crime podcast, go to hell. Oh, God. We are anything but. Um, we are a <laughs> podcast that likes to talk about old, campy, sometimes forgotten, and sometimes not so campy, sometimes effing rad yeah. uh, slasher movies, but they're usually a little older, mm-hmm. um, focusing on some years like 1977, 1988. And anywhere in between. Anywhere in between. My name is Nick. And I'm Andy. And we are not cinephiles. Oh, no. I hate not. that fucking word. You guys know how much I hate that word. Um, we are <sighs> not experts by any means. We're just a couple pals that like to <clears throat> pop up with a couple beers and talk about these, watch these wonderful movies, and talk about these wonderful movies. So you can either join us or not. It's up yeah. to you. We watch them so you don't have to, but it's definitely more enjoyable if you've watched them. Is this our 4th of July episode? This will post on the 5th of so the, July. Um, yeah, yeah. As you hear this, it's probably the 5th of July. And like I was telling you off mic, <laughs> if I get ambitious, I'll oh, edit yeah. it tonight and get it ready Today to, is to the post. Fifth. Yeah. Um, um, so, so happy 4th. Happy, happy birthday, 4th? America. Yes. Yeah. Uncle Sam, if he's on Facebook, he would write, thanks for all the birthday wishes, y'all. I'm sure he would. If Uncle Sam was if real. Uncle Sam was real. It's and a great marketing campaign. Yeah. He's 200 smart. some years old at this point. Good news coming from the university campus. Uh, Nick here uh, just really got excited that a screenplay that I wrote that I had a reading with, and Andy was part of the reading. I think he played the dad in the first story, and yeah. then yeah, I was in the screen. Yeah, the screen. You didn't reading. read it. It's it's a trilogy. It's like three parts of a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, three stories told in one movie. It's called Murder Cabin. Yeah. And uh, just got uh, an award winner at 13whore.com. It's getting published digitally and physically. So Folks fr- probably saw that on Instagram. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I know I, I don't want to talk about it much, but I'm very excited about it. Uh, I love the screenplay. It's It's got a lot of twists and turns, and it covers multi... Uh, it's generational time periods. Yeah, time yeah, periods. Yeah. Thank you. The table read was a blast. Yeah, we did a table read for my birthday, and Andy and Cheryl, uh, his lovely wife. That's right. And uh, um, and your wife and a few other friends. Yes. Yeah. yeah had, came around. I just kind of read the you know action and right you know fade ins and whatnot. But um, it was great. We had fun, and there's some definitely intense scenes, and I think that's why the judges. That's what they told me in my 
they give you feedback and they were like, there were some very intense scenes, some great kills. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> we were reading at one point, there was a great kill and Andy just out of the blue goes, and that's my dick, dick kill shot. shot. That was great. Cause some people looked at us like, what? You ever listen to the podcast? You dick? Nick and I had a good laugh over that. Yes, one. we did. But <laughs> I just wanted to, I just wanted to, I don't want to say like toot my own horn, but you should I'm, go ahead. I'm very excited about. Well, this. it's a it's an accomplishment. Yes. I mean, there's not a lot of people who can write a good screenplay, an award winning <laughs> screenplay. I'm an award winning screenwriter. Right. You can say that, and and you're <laughs> and you're uh, you're not fucking blowing smoke. It's yep. true. So. Just just wait till a screenwriting podcast comes up to me later, Andy. Right. Thanks. You're just gonna. <laughs> you know what? As soon as there's an insurance podcast that wants. That wants my uh, expertise. Bye bye, Nick. A beer? No, there's a beer contest. Right. Our beer podcast, or if there's a uh, gaming or video games or Deadpool or whatever the hell else. <laughs> there's got to be Deadpool and gaming podcasts. Oh yeah, there's tons of gaming podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I listen to some of them. Yeah, there's a lot. Donkey um, Kong uh, jumped. You jumped over barrels to try to save the little princess. Yeah. All right. yeah. So anyway, fuck, anyway. What, enough about that. Andy, please tell them about this movie that right. we watched. This this week, episode 40, we watched Island of Blood. Island of Blood, 1982, yeah. 79 minutes. Yeah, this one was um pretty good. I can I go go. Blood go. Tracks, yeah. but summer. Oh, sure. Blood <laughs> Tracks was in the snow. Yes. This is Island of Blood. And the, an island. and the island in the sun. Kind of a tropical, yeah. 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 Which is I agree. Island in the sun. Island in, in the stream. Yeah, what? I, I, that's what you are. That's like a Dolly Parton joke. You know what Jolly, Dolly Parton sings when she's in the bathtub? Yeah. Islands in the stream. Oh, of course. Um, that's uh, that was a, a boob joke. joke. Yeah, boob yeah. Jo- Sorry. Uh, that was very, very much uh, not professional. Andy. I'm going to try to get back to being professional. And I don't mean, and when I say blood tracks, it they're they're shooting a music video in our episode of Blood Tracks. Correct. They are. We should like totally write down the movies we've watched so we can go episode fucking. Oh, reference it easier. Yeah, that's I can a pull good up idea. our website slash upodcast.com. Uh, it's not updated, but yeah, you're right. Um, but, but this is this is a, not a rock video. This is a movie. A movie that they're shooting. It's a movie within a movie situation. Yes, and yeah. the last thing I want to bring up before uh, we get into the notes. Um. <laughs> One of my favorite, what you, oh, Andy, you know one of my favorite fucking movies. I talk about it quite a bit. Yeah, is it Christine? Yeah, Christine. God, you do know me with the car. You yes, that you, does the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Stephen Tash is in uh, Island of Blood. Uh-huh. He was also in Christine. He played one of uh, the. I'll fix you. I'll fix you good. Uh, his like a bad buddy. Guy. Oh, plays one of Buddy's cohorts in the uh, in the movie. He's if Christine fans out there, he's the one that's sitting in the garage, and Christine he kind of buds that scream on his face, and Christine just fucking runs into him, kills him oh, instantly. Cool. Um, so he's in this movie and dies. Yeah. We <laughs> yeah. are gonna spoil the entire movie. Oh yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. We do and spoil this entire movie. And um, Andy, if there's not <clears throat> anything else to say, I think we should get into your Cliff. Andy's Cliff, Cliff Kill, Kill notes. notes, brought to you by air conditioning. You want to stay cool? <laughs> Try out air conditioning. Yeah. Andy's Cliff Kill Notes. Go ahead, Andy. Air conditioning. So there isn't a tremendous amount of setup for this movie. Obviously, the goal with the Cliff Kill Notes is to set you up so you can follow along easier with what we're talking about. Uh, this one's pretty simple. A movie crew goes to an island to shoot a movie. 
Uh, but people start getting killed, and the killer leaves behind this uh, tape recorder that's playing a song. And the song playing has lyrics that match how the person was killed in a very catchy, earworm. annoying way. Yeah. Earworm yeah. sticks with you sort oh, of way. You're, you're, the students will hear it, brother. Who's this killer? Why are they doing it? Hopefully we'll find out. I mean, that's that's it. Yeah, you're right. That's a great cliff kill note, of course. It's a small cast of yeah. people because from what I understand, it's the actors that get to the island Before first. the crew. Because they do mention it in the movie that the Ooh. crew is coming on Monday. So they had the weekend to sort of talk through the script, do the table read, much like we just spoke about, yes. and, and sort of get to know their characters. And then they're going to start shooting uh, the next week. But the killings start happening. And the, hilarity the, ensues. Hilarity ensues. And... um. We mentioned the island that they're shooting on. I guess there's a old school that was there, and um, so they're yeah. filming a they're they're filming on this old dilapidated school that's yeah on an island. Yeah, it's, and uh, uh, yeah. of course we'll dive into that more. Um, Andy, I will go ahead and bring up something that you sent me as we as our as our uh, friends here, friends of the U, know that we talk about the movie um, as we. Sometimes watch it or before we watch it, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. We when you, you sent me like something that was, Nick, it's interesting movie. Great kills, but mm-hmm. it's definitely made for Slash U. Yeah. Great yeah. kills, though. This isn't going to win many awards. I don't even know if it did. But, yes, no. very creative, <laughs> creative good kills. Uh, I had some problems with the pacing. There were times yes. where I'm like, Jace, just get on with it already. And, um And the darkness. Well, and some of the relationship between the characters, I was like, why are they acting this way? What is their motivation for being like this? I couldn't understand it, but there wasn't a lot of time for setting that up. As we introduce the characters, I can't agree more. As we introduce the characters, we can kind of dive into that a little bit more. Totally. Um, The the scene starts off, or the movie starts off with a scene where we are watching someone take a quick swim. And she has a little radio going on, Mm -hmm. and she's... Uh, listening to a song and she puts on her swim, swim cap. cap. Yeah. Takes one dive, gets out. That's it. She just wanted a quick dive. Yeah. Probably didn't want to fuck up her hair. Right. Probably had a really... the swim cap. Yes. Yeah. Probably had a cocaine party to go to or something later. She just wanted a quick dip. Wanted a quick dip. And uh, so she turns off her little transistor radio, 80s transistor radio. It's you know, a little tape player. A little gray. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cassette tapes for anyone who doesn't remember. Uh <laughs> Prior to streaming, prior to CDs, there were these things called cassette tapes that were magnetic physical tape that needed to be rewound when you wanted to hear something again. Yes. You couldn't just skip tracks either. You had no. to fast forward or rewind. And, and when they got tangled, you'd take a number two pencil and stick it in the little eye hole and, and, yep. and turn to, to straighten it out. Yeah. And when you wanted to record over a tape that you bought, yeah. you put tape over the holes. So then scotch you, tape, scotch yeah, yeah, tape. Yeah. So then you could hit, so you, you could own record. it and make so, it record your own. The, so this is all a cassette tape recorder. So she's playing a song. Uh, and, and it's it kind of, it, this is what we're going to be listening to, uh, students as we go through Oh, this song, just real quick. It's just sure, going to, you know, sure. so we're going to go ahead. I need it stuck in my head. Face to face. What's weird, there's a line too that's like, lonely as a child, you were wet and wild, you were selfish. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, Performed by Factor Four. 
Right on, brother. Yeah, that's the the song is face to face, and the earworm is gonna go throughout the whole entire uh, yeah. movie. So <laughs> definitely, <laughs> so anyway, the swimmer with the swim cap, she is turning off. She turns off the music, sitting on the diving board. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, we see a mysterious hand come through and hit play again. Yep, and it's hurt me, hurt me, yep. hurt me, and so he just takes a fucking revolver, shoots her in the. Is it a revolver? Oh, no, it's you a, see it's the a shotgun. Gun. Yeah, sorry. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know much about guns. So. Me neither, but I know it's just the barrel of yes. the gun. Is what so it see. is a shotgun, I would yeah. think. And, and just blasts her in the face. And she falls into the pool to die. Yeah, we don't get her name. We don't know anything about nope. her. It's I labeled her random pool girl. Random pool girl with a swim cap. And she gets shot. And that's how the movie opens. It's a cold open because then we, we have a wide shot of the island from the air. Yeah, you don't see the school, though. And some uh, no, you don't see any buildings. Yeah, you really. don't. So it's a yeah, it's, the continuity is not the greatest. Yeah. But <laughs> shocking for one of our movies, I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but in the uh, title card, the the words come up there in Italian. You know, it doesn't say Island of Blood. It says something else in Italian. And well, I imagine it means Island of Blood. I have no fucking idea what it says. But uh, it was that's the 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 title. That's the the opening of the movie. Yeah, because it was filmed in the United States, but it, I think it also went under a name, Scared Alive. Sure. And it also went under a name, Who Done It? Oh. W-H-O-D-U-N-I-T. Like, sure. all one word. Who Done It? So IMDb I had a couple says, names. IMDb says, also known as Destino Fatal. Whatever. Which means Fatal like Death. Fatal Destination. Ooh. Yeah. I like that more. <laughs> so... Uh, but it's an entirely English movie with English actors. Yeah. Not English as in the UK. American actors. American movie. American actors. Yes. And, uh, but you know, sometimes they yeah. like that. I mean, the I think in the '80s, with we had so much of this coming out. Yeah. That people would just eat it up. So. Yeah. And and, and Europeans and Italians and everyone across the pond. Yeah. That's how the cool kids say the across Atlantic the Ocean. Yeah, yeah. Um, wanted to get in a piece of the '80s slasher right. uh, motif or. Right. What's happening? So we got an island. We got a cast. We're making a movie. Yep. We're going to meet Bert. He is the island caretaker, I would say. He runs the boat. He kind of is an ornery. If Will Ferrell was an old salt. Sure. He kind of has fair. a Will Ferrell look. It is fair, yeah. And he's a grouchy dude hauling these folks back and forth from the mainland to the island on his little boat. He just doesn't like those Hollywood types. No. And um, he's approached by a real estate guy. Yeah. There's some exposition here between the mayor. It's the mayor. Yes, but we don't know that at the time. No, because Bert calls him mayor. Are you here as mayor? Oh, or, I didn't hear that one. Yeah, he says, like, are you here as the mayor? Are you here as real estate? Oh. <laughs> and he kind of looks like a used car salesman. He's got yeah, a, yeah, slick, yeah, yeah. a slick suit on, and he's asking Bert about the people on the island. And, and there, he's, he jokes with him, you know, you want to be in a movie? Huh? And Bert's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, get out of here. And I'm not going to give you any information. The only information I'll do is 50 bucks. Right. So he... Uh, Bert's whoring... Or for, for 50 bucks. Sex working himself out. For 50 bucks, uh, Bert will tell him what's going on. I guess there's an old widow who's giving the island away to a church group. For a school, yeah. Because there's a school um, on the island. Yeah. And uh, the mayor slash real estate guy kind of um, acts like he's a little um, regretful of that. He's like, it's a valuable piece of real estate. It's a shame it's just going... She's just giving it away to a church group. She'd probably make a lot of money selling it, and then he could turn it into condos or a resort. Totally. Or who knows? That's a nice piece of yeah. land. Yeah. And we also have, um, 
a quick scene with the back. Uh, is it before that or after that with the, our main girl, BJ, arriving on the beach on the island? Where she's got a couple of dudes moving all of her suitcases. And she's yeah. Like, it's weird being on an island and these two dudes are moving her, her bags. And that's Jim and Phil. Phil, Phil the Phil guy the Christine. Christine. Yeah. Guy, and Jim, who's... Who's kind of a surly... Yeah. Kind of uh, like a young Bert. Dude. Yeah. But they're, a musician they're, type. They're, emo. Before they, emo was anything. I had that question for you. Are they musicians? Yes. They are. Because... Within but, this movie. Yes. In this movie... Well, no. The movie that they're shooting. They're sh- actors, but they're they're hired because the, the plot of the movie, which we'll find out later of their, what they're filming, yeah. they need musicians. But these guys... Are work. real musicians, but they were hired to be actors. They're working for BJ, though, hauling her shit. She's got all her suitcases. You know, and later near the end, she says, they work for me. Holy shit. Did you miss that? Yeah. I, <laughs> what, what was, what was Taylor doing? I don't fucking know. He we'll was talk a dream... about Taylor. In yeah. A but I, I didn't like that guy. Maybe you're right. Yeah. But this... I think Jim and Phil are just, they're just kind of roadie slash, you know, luggage gopher guys right now. They're hauling all over her bags and BJ is a, the lead girl in this movie. And she's like, it's weird being on an island. So you should try Manhattan or something right, like that. Right. Yeah, you Manhattan should try Manhattan. Island. Manhattan is an island. So yeah. Friday know. the 13th part eight. We've got the, the actors, all the other actors that are going to be in this movie within this movie. So Rad van know. siding. Rad van siding. There, yeah. A blue 71 VW van. Yeah. That's, uh, to, you know how I love vans. And there's some dialogue over that with, I think it's the director and the producer. Talking yeah. They're heading like, over to the island. They're getting ready to go. And they're just like, I hope the crew's there. And like, well, the crew's coming later. The actors are all there. Their now. actors are there. And that's where we get to meet some of the players. Yeah. Taylor Sitting around getting to know each other. Yeah. Taylor's the singer guy with the dreamy voice, a little crazy, but that's what makes him dreamy. He's predisposed to talk of the end of the world. Yes. Kind of depressing. I didn't like him very much because yeah, he was unnecessarily hostile and um, just kind of a downer. Uh, for a guy with an acoustic guitar, <laughs> he seems like kind of a downer. <laughs> and a voice that James Taylor would cry over. James Taylor, yeah. So, oh! yeah, Taylor, his name's Taylor. <laughs> Are you just making that connection? Yes. You literally called him James Taylor, and his character's name is Taylor. I know. I swear on Buka. I swear on science. <laughs> I did Far out, bro. <laughs> <sighs> so, we meet him. This up. this movie, Nick, and I told you before we started recording. This I this was one of these movies where you're, it's so hard to know people's names. Yes, and, unless that you pay close attention and you have to like rely on another character referring to somebody to learn their name. I hate that. Well, but this, I, at the same time, I don't want them to go around saying I'm Bill, I'm John. Yeah. I don't need or that they keep either. saying their name. But I dig it, but it I does. Need a, I need it. That's why I have to watch it twice. Yeah, to yeah. make sure you know I do it for the students. I do it for you, but. I got the actors' names okay, but you're t- teaching me so much um, about what's happening. Yeah. Uh, like the the mayor thing. I didn't know that he was introduced as the mayor in the beginning. And then mm-hmm. the whole idea with maybe Jim and Phil aren't – I just thought they were hired to be musicians. And I remember they're picking up her luggage. Mm-hmm. But then I remember at the very end she said, when she's sitting around. He worked for me. He, they Jim worked, worked for, me. for me. Yeah. Yeah. So um, – Anyway, so there's uh, James Taylor, the crazy guy. Then we yep. meet Donna. She's dancing around. She's one of the dancers in this movie. Yes, and yep. John, who's kind of the nerdy, uh, kind of a nerdy fuck. Yep. Uh, glasses. Nerdy, and, nerdy fuck. You're right. And uh, kind of a stereotype, yep. uh, like as we've brought up in our uh, movies in the, of the past here at the U. And BJ, who <laughs> yep. we mention, uh, we'll go ahead and say she's kind of our final girl. Yeah. And there's also Rick. 
who is a stereotypical strong. He reminded me, he kind of looked like you at one scene. I was oh. like, I paused it, went, Jody. That was like Andy. She went, no, uh, no, I did it myself. I forget. Like, But I was like, holy oh. cow, I, I might do a side-by-side. Okay. And see what uh, the students Rick's think. Rick's got a Boston accent. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Lynn, which is just spelled L-Y-N, who's on crutches. Yes, a true story. Did Fun you read fact, the story? Yes, go ahead. She was actually injured. The, the actress who plays Lynn was injured prior to filming. Rather than recast her, they just decided to have her walk around on crutches and not even mention it. I think that's smart. You know what? I never questioned it. I was I like, oh, either. this girl's just hurt. Like, it didn't dawn on me, like, what happened to her? I was just like... Because that's how she's introduced. Yeah. I accepted that she must have just hurt herself at some point, and she's on crutches. Yeah, I mean, they didn't ride it in. They didn't need to do anything, but yeah, it's a it real injury. It wasn't vital to the plot in any way. Nope. She just was actually an injured person. And I think... Are Rick and Lynn together? Uh, yes, because they end up banging. I guess. Rick, Rick, the Boston boy, is kind of a player, I yeah. guess, if you will, yeah. and... Um, He's a bit of a man whore. <laughs> but again, I, I seriously, I was kind of laughing that... Uh, yeah, you don't know who's together and who's not. So we're having some technical... technical issue. I think we're okay. We sound good. I know, I thought I was maybe speaking... I think it's some... a problem with the wire. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we're crossing the wires. Yeah. I do want to bring up that people really aren't too stoked on BJ because... Yes. She married a sugar daddy who died and left her, like, they say a lot of money, like a million dollars. So the widow, I mean, Bert mentioned a widow who's giving the island to a church group. Is BJ that widow or is is that a different person? No, that has to be a different okay. person because she's there just to film a movie. Right. You know, her first movie, she's been in commercials. but yeah. They talk about her as if she doesn't have any talent. Oh yeah. yeah, and the director notices this. So yeah. those are the rumors. We uh we also meet some of the band, and I wrote that in my notes, but now yeah. I don't know. Jim I... mentioned that their careers are going nowhere, and he's going to quit. And Phil says, like, but if you go back to L.A., they'll put you away. You yeah. So he... I know, but now that's like, why would you? You got to give us a backstory again. Five seconds. Yeah. You could do a scene where maybe Jim's like behind a car going like this. Pew pew pew. Yeah. He's got a laser gun and he's shooting like a yeah, cop's a laser gun. Pew pew yeah. pew. So right, are they musicians? Yeah. Are they roadies, you know, hauling shit for this movie? Are they actors in this movie? I mean, the movie that they're going to be shooting in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, right. it, it, it Very is confusing a little bit. So the the cast, a small cast, mm-hmm. uh literally and figuratively, literally to the movie, figuratively to the movie that they're they're shooting on the island, yeah. We have a weird scene with Jim and Taylor. Jim again's kind of the cynical, kind of surly luggage boy now, I guess. I guess he's a and Taylor, depressed. James Taylor, psycho or depressing James Taylor, dreamy guy with an acoustic guitar. Yeah, have a weird confrontation. Yeah, I wrote down why is the dude with the guitar such an asshole? Well. <laughs> but even Jim is too, because at one point yeah. he's trying to, you know, he's talking about his depressing end of the world shit, and he's like, "Will you just shut up? Will you just shut up? Answer my question, please." Yeah, and then you're just so depressing. And then Taylor does a hand puppet and yeah. goes, "Hey, he thinks we're depressing." Yeah, depressing versus stupid. Well, and he, then he he's stupid, cracks him in the yeah, nuts, punch him in the stomach or whatever with his guitar. Right, it's really ridiculous. That was one of the things that I was saying earlier. <laughs> I don't understand his motivation. Why are these? <laughs> Why are these two at odds? This is literally the first time they've spoken to each other. And Taylor's a dick going... Jim's just like, when's the boat coming back? And Taylor's like, 
relax, man. He'll come back, you know. And, and Taylor's just like, yeah, I maybe they maybe Taylor had a conversation on the boat yeah. before they. I don't know. They can't. You're exactly right. There's no character development, or or no. there's nothing between these two that there, would cause that would ju- justify a reaction towards each other if they didn't like yeah. each other because of the way Jim's addressing uh, Taylor, yeah. it's like he is like he knows him. He's like, just shut up, just shut up, dude. Like. I don't well, know. because uh, Jim says, like, when's Noah coming back with the Ark? When's the boat coming back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, Taylor's yeah. like, nothing's certain, man. Sun rising in the morning, your heart pumping, nothing's for sure. And Jim's just like, <laughs> just shut up, dude. Just answer. It's a simple fucking question. Like, you know, I... if I were to ask, like, when's breakfast? And someone said, like, nothing's certain, dude. You might not eat breakfast, whatever. It's just, you might... You might wake up dead. I'd be like, bro, relax. All right. Uh, yeah. I Come mean, on. It is that a... would be exhausting. <laughs> so. The only reason I think they're trying to show is that these both are weird because yeah. that, and yeah. they both have their own uh, uh, egos and their own uh, aesthetics to the personality, yeah. if you will. We have a quick scene in, I guess <sighs> there is a house nearby this school where they're all going to be sleeping and staying. See, yeah, I wrote the living room of the school. Like, so there, yeah. there's a house. I think it's a different building. Um, <laughs> Uh, because there uh, are school rooms. I mean, we there get are. that. There are yep. classrooms and lockers. We see um, those, but Rick, I didn't understand the living room in the house. Well, tough Boston guy, Rick and Lynn, Rick's like the cat, the caretaker said he's going to give us, assign us our rooms when he gets back. It's not really Boston. Anyway, uh, I no. He goes like this. He goes, um, they're going to, he's going to sign us up for, uh, the no, rooms no, when we get no, back. No. And Lynn just says like, uh, he he says, um, I'm going to pick out a room now. I'm play stupid and just pick out my own room. And Lynn's like, oh, play stupid. Um, um, he says, I'm going to take my room now and plead stupidity. And Lynn says, like, you must be really good at that. And he pauses and goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> He's kind of dumb. Uh, well, she says, I'm going to take I'm going to go upstairs and pick a room. All the best rooms are upstairs. And she goes upstairs on her crutches. And he's just like, well, you don't waste any time, do you? And they go upstairs and hook up. Well, that's yeah. They do. They they yeah. just decide to go ahead and just you know like that. Let's bang she's one out. A, bang one out. Watch my foot. <laughs> but let's bang one out. Right, right. Probably the best would be their you know. Because then a little we're not, bit we're no reverse cowgirl on this one. Homie. No, no. Because then a little bit later, BJ it, it comes into that same house and yes. she's looking for a place to change clothes. And BJ Donna, and Donna meet. They meet. That was easy to learn their names because she's like, I'm BJ. And I'm, I'm Donna. Donna. Yeah. And I'm like, great. <laughs> know their names. And Donna. <laughs> Nobody else does that. No. Uh, but anyway, uh, Don- BJ's like, I'm looking for a place to change. And Donna just says, like, uh, go upstairs. For the reason because she knows she's going to walk in to yeah. see Rick she's and. Uh... Tricking, uh, tricking him into walking in on Rick and Lynn. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. That's the sound of them having sex. Thanks. So. Uh, while while BJ goes and and you know kind of does a whoops walking into that room whoopsie yep. sorry and Donna has a little scare a fake... she don't she walks down the basement yeah you know, uh, uh, of the old school yeah and this is what's so rad uh, I love it because you know we've talked about that cat jump scare yeah. you know yeah. like when you're like well, like everything's quiet then Uh-oh. it's a classic you know jump scare that cat we got it in this one yeah. the cat goes Wah! and she of course kind of looks around. And uh, so she, yeah, she's looking around. I guess there's just a bunch of old artifacts or stuff. costumes, stuff, yeah. junk. Scary stuff, like skeletons and masks and things. Yeah, John's down there uh, dressed in a creepy, creepy mask. 
with a fake uh, axe or, fake or axe. sword or something, and he scares the hell out of Donna. Yeah, like, imagine the movie Scream, the ghost face killer. Yes. Imagine that mask, but it was made for a low-budget movie, and the and the costume designer was on meth. Sure. That's, that's what the looks. mask looks like. Yeah, it's really kind of a weird Very, scream knockoff. Yeah, that's what even uh, Jody pointed out. I was like, yeah, that's a good call. Well, I wrote Donna has a scare with blank because I had to wait till much later in the movie <laughs> to learn that his name is John. Donna has a scare with blank. I learned John, later yeah. on my second watch, his name's John, and I wrote in Donna has a scare with John. John's just like, uh, pretty cool, huh? It's a cardboard sword. Yeah, he's, yeah, a, he's, he's a nerd. He's kind of not much. He, yeah, yeah, he's kind of a uh, like, but a nerd that's kind of like like a gnat. Like he, he hovers you and wants to bother you, and you're. Yeah. But if you get close to him, he'll like, you know, he he doesn't fight back, but he just says shitty things, which I'm sure we'll get to. He but, says annoying things. There. Yeah, yeah. So he's, it's like he's a douchebag. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we so. meet Steve, the producer. Yes. And Franklin uh, Flem, the director. Franklin and I Flem. love. And when Bert hears the name Franklin Flim, Franklin Flim, he goes, oh, "What a weird name, Franklin Flim. Sounds like a case of pneumonia to me." <laughs> he came down with the old Franklin Flim. <laughs> the guy who plays Steve, the producer, went on to direct uh, many episodes of The Fresh Prince of Bel Air in the 1990s. No shit. Is no, that a Nick uh, fake fact? God damn it! <laughs> I got it. So oh I think it, man, I think it counts. <laughs> you had me. You uh, had. Me. You're looking at your computer. <laughs> And you say something like that, and here I am going like, yeah, I can buy that. This guy directed episodes of Fresh Prince. Okay. <laughs> seems seems legit. So, but, uh, but all joking aside, Steve does... Do uh, you write these down? Do you, like, sit and try to brainstorm? I do now. Yeah. Ways to trick me. I don't want to make him sound too outrageous, because I know you'll call me on. You gotta hit that sweet spot. You're yeah, right. So yeah, so well, it's, it's, it's not as easy anymore, but... Brava. Brava. <laughs> Now we Lava. sound like cinephiles. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the uh, Steve is reminding everyone as he's addressing the cast yep. to kiss Bert's ass. He's like, we need Bert because he's got the boat, he's got the phone, he's got, yep. he's gonna feed us. He's dude. the groundskeeper, and Don't. he's a surly fucking dick. Yeah. Let's Bert's get that out one more time. Yeah. Right. Bert. Bert is a grouchy uh, 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 American accent groundskeeper Willie from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> So Steve and Franklin laying down the ground rules and, and kind of what they're doing. This is a positive film. It's got an upbeat message, whereas everything you see nowadays is all doom and gloom and how we're all going to die. Exactly. And, and, of course, Taylor's like, well, yeah, man, we are. We're all going to die. And like that's his, <laughs> that's his thing. And they're like, keep it down. And he's like, can't go down any farther. You know, he's whatever. So they are, they are laying out the rules. No drugs, no alcohol. Um, it's going to be a positive, upbeat this film. This is the 80s, homie. Right. Uh, and yeah. so the director is talking about the movie, and it's BJ's character. Um, so her character and her friends in the, in the movie are putting out a rock musical to help raise money for music scholarships. Yeah. So doesn't that sound like, I mean, it's like high school musical, but way more lame. I know that's probably doesn't sound like uh, something more lame. High school musical. This. This movie mo- that they were trying to film. Yes. This movie they're trying to film would still be better than Hubie fucking Halloween. Oh, though. I'm sure. God, yeah. well, damn. hands down. So Franklin Flem uh, just says he wants to rehearse with BJ, and they because they're waiting. Is, they're they're waiting, waiting on the crew. On the crew. Yeah, this is the also thing that where they said the crew's coming in a few days, so we've got some time. Um, Franklin and BJ go rehearse. I just wrote 
she's terrible. <laughs> this is what the director does want to work with BJ. I don't know how come he knows this, but um, I, I think he, he thinks something is um, her casting was because of something. Maybe her money, maybe oh, her past. Maybe but some nepotism somehow. Some she, yes, she's reading the lines terribly. He, he's she's kind bad. of... He's figuring out ways to shorten the Mandy, so she doesn't have to say so much. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. So like one of the one of the it's so funny I wrote that too. Her acting is wonderful, Andy. <laughs> um, so he's like, let's just cut to one line. I need I need help. the 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 the, the script was overwritten. Yeah, that's just what cut he it says. to one line. What a polite thing to say. So uh, Steve comes in to check the Steve comes in the producer comes in to check on check in with the director. <laughs> he just he goes, yeah, this is some great casting, yeah. and I just. I love that. She's He's excellent. got some good lines yeah. in regard. The director Franklin Flem. Franklin Flem yeah. has some good lines when it comes to discussing BJ. So. Yeah, and not BJ's the actress who's I playing get BJ. It. Okay, her name's like it's like Betty Jean or something, yeah. right? Yeah. So we go to Bert. The Bert putzing around the kitchen, and John asks him about dinner. Uh, really easy questions, you know. When are we having dinner? You'll eat when the food's ready. Uh, what are we having? Uh, you'll find out when I serve it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, what What if I'm allergic to something, yeah. you know? <laughs> so. Well, let, hold on. I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. I don't like your generation. Oh, no? Why not? Why don't you like our generation? Donna comes in and yeah. says, why don't you like our generation? Because you're just showing up. Wasn't that it? Or like, yeah. I haven't like, you know, you just showed up. You're yeah. a bunch of food picky drug furious. Yeah. I don't want any picky food eating drug addicts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he's he's very difficult to get along with. So he doesn't last long in the movie, but thank god, yeah, because his his orneriness, they kind of they even overdo it within the first 10, 15 minutes right, of the movie. Right. Well, John and 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 uh, Donna walk out of walk out of there out of the kitchen and bump into Taylor. Taylor who's also the, depressing. The, yeah, the real buzzkill. Talking about how the world's going to end someday. Do you know we have enough bombs on this planet to blow it up? Thank you. Yeah. He's like, so it was true back in the 80s. It's it's still true now. There's, yes. There's quite a few bombs on this planet. Yeah, man. And and he's just like, uh, everything sucks and everybody could die. We could we could go to war and blow up at any time. And, and I think John says to Donna, like, he's... He's about as fun as the guy in the kitchen, you yeah. know. Who then shows up, Bert, who then Bert, shows up and goes, we're having guy. fish. We're having yeah. fish. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was a good scene right there. It's because I a love... little funny, yeah, because he sneaks up behind Donna with, with, a, knife. with a knife, and she turns and is like, huh? we're having fish. One of the things I think they're doing, and as we see people die off, but one of the, we've discussed this a lot. Yeah. Setting us up to who the killer is. Who oh. is the killer? Right. I mean, obviously, yeah. So Bert's got a grudge against literally everybody there. So yeah, I you know you start your your first thought is, but they make it too easy. Is Bert the killer? But we uh, we we flash forward to Christine guy uh, Phil Phil, who goes for a swim and go for a swim. Yep, and uh, he puts his he's going for in the pool, but it's boiling. Yeah, he reaches his hand. I thought it was a whirlpool. No, it's a, yeah, you're right. It looks like it, but it's yeah because he sticks his hand in there and he goes, goes, it's, it's boiling. So um, then we hear the, the boil me, boil me, boil me, face to face. <laughs> yeah, and and from there's a POV of Phil, uh, the killer, shoving him into the water. Yes, and of course Phil goes drops in the water, screams, and starts. And so to I'm boil. like, are they gonna like? Because this is like the second kill. Yeah, and they do. They crisp him up. 
as yeah, the scene they, as he boils up. So it was makeup, good looking. Good makeup job. That yeah, makes it no look Savini, like but still, it's it's okay. He's boiling and it's boiling. Um, yeah, the the music's playing. Boil me, boil, boil me. me, boil me, face to the face. And our killer tosses the tape recorder into the pool. Yes, um, a lot of tape recorders. He has a lot of tape recorders. A lot of tape recorders. I don't know. It's the same model. He must have got him in bulk somehow. And uh, so Phil's dead. Yep. And so the rest of the crew are sitting around the dinner table later, I would assume. They've discovered him. We discovered him. Lynn was the one that discovered him. Happened off screen. Yes. Uh, We find out that through Bert, he's like, that gate was locked because the the pool thermometer was broken. Right. The thermostat was busted. There you go. Why wasn't the pool drained? Yeah. And why would it start boiling just because it's a thermostat? Yeah, I don't know. I thought a th- no, not a thermometer, thermostat. Thermostat. Yeah. All right. That controls the temperature. Yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> Nick. Sorry. Yeah, the 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 pool thermostat. Could Sorry. the pool thermostat go 212 degrees? That's the boiling point of water. Thank Could you. Could the thermostat Scientist? go that high? Like in a normal regular backyard swimming pool, in-ground swimming pool, no. can you actually turn the temp up to boiling? No. No, it's impossible. <laughs> like that's ridiculous. So you like, I don't even think that that saunas are or I'm sorry, not saunas, hot tubs can get that hot. Like 212 that's literally boiling, and and I don't think you could no, do that. No, 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 no. The bubbles in whirlpools are caused by the air jets. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, I didn't know if you knew that. No, I do know that. <laughs> You can't, you can't boil live humans. It would be a serious liability hazard on the company that makes the hot tub. Uh, very well said on our next podcast, Science with uh, so, Andy and Nick. In uh, any case, Bert is getting the point across that the gate was locked for a reason. You should. You so know, the gate was any, unlocked. If there's any gates that are locked, don't go in there. Yeah. You know, he's yelling at everybody. Yeah. And they're all sitting around waiting for dinner. Someone says, you know, I had a son named Phil or Will Farrell. Just kidding. Oh, someone, someone says, where's Taylor? Like he's, yeah, we still he's not there. We, yeah, so Taylor. But that's where I fr- learned Taylor's name, by the oh, way. Oh, really? Yeah, the guitar dude. I started searching, like, yeah. I just kind of started putting two and two together on IMDb because I love to know the character's name as I watch it. So oh, sure. They're all freaked out. They're sitting around dinner. Yeah. Um, Taylor's not there. Of course, Phil's not there, but everyone else. And he's like, <laughs> Bert's like, okay, well, go ahead and eat up. And they're having boiled oh, lobster. lobster. And Lynn <laughs> turns everybody's appetite. Lynn's off. like, we're having boiled Phil. Yeah. <laughs> Jim is bummed because uh, Jim, uh, if you remember, his his best his BFF, he's bombed. I mean, his yeah best friend. Uh, my Phil's opinion. dead. Yeah, Phil's dead. He's, I could see myself in the plate. He's looking at his plate. I could see myself in this plate. Yeah, that's so fucking deep, Jim. And, and Franklin Flem, the director, leans in to um, Steve, the producer, and says. Uh, don't worry about the guy. I, I wrote him out of the script. It'll save us a bunch of money. He he leaned so, into Steve and said, I wrote him out. Well, It'll so he was then a, a part of, of the money. movie. Yeah, apparently he was supposed to be. Because, But I thought they were supposed to be bag boys. Apparently they were going to be in the movie. There we go. And, I and, thought they were going to be cast as the right. musicians. And, and when Franklin sees that they're having boiled lobster, he you hear him kind of gag like he's getting sick. And he walks out and, of course... Well, everyone, Lynn leaves, yeah. uh, uh, John can't take it, Franklin, and so Bert's like, you can't have seconds, don't come down here if you're hungry. Looking for snacks. Yeah, <laughs> looking for snacks, you goddamn hippies. Yeah. And then, like, Steve, the producer, holds up his hands like, I'm cool, I'm kissing your ass. Yeah, I'll eat. Donna's scared to shit him, so she picks up a piece of white bread. Yeah. But um, it's a, yeah, definitely a scene now that we know that Phil is dead. Then so, it's that night, they hear some music. And it's the well, music be, playing. 
Well, at, yes, as Taylor lies in the bed with a mask on. Oh, he's just strumming on his guitar with a mask on. Yeah, he puts on a mask. Uh, very, you know, very. Really I, I thought, is this part of the movie? Mask, mysterious killer yeah, mask. That's true. I dismissed it because I don't like the guy. So I was just, and it was really short. He was yeah, just, and it, but our song plays yeah. on in the night. Yeah. but it's the one that hurt me, hurt me, hurt me. me. Face to face, Bert's hearing this and he's pissed. He's Who the like, "Hell's playing music? Yeah, this hippie music. Yeah, even though it's kind of more of a punk. I mean, because it's '80s, it's kind of more of that kind of uh, New York Dolls kind of sound. But uh, sounds a little rockabilly. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I always thought it was like that perfect late '70s, early '80s kind of yeah. glam, fun punk. Um, but music- Bert does find the transistor radio, and the lyrics actually are foreshadowing here. Uh, at this Foreshadowing. part. Right, because the lyrics are spelling out ways that people will die later in the movie. Like, chop me, nail me, boil me, spear me, oh. face to face, never. Choke me, yeah, spank choke me. me, pull my hair face to face. <laughs> <laughs> that's a song why do we, by. Why do we go that way? A song like... by Exhibit. Choke, choke me, spank me, pull my hair. Um, face to face? I mean, it, no, it's but I mean, that's what I was getting at. Like, not a, a punk. It's definitely a rap. We somewhere. do. Like, <laughs> so. that, that does. And I guess that comes up later in the in the scene like yeah. where they... Yeah. Um, Several people get out of bed. Rick. Yeah. They're, uh, yeah they're, BJ. They're, uh, Donna. Because of the music's um, loud. And the they music. Find, yeah, they turn it off. Everyone's looking for it. But, dude, Donna and Rick... Like, Donna's like, hey... Sending out signals? Yeah, like, oh, I need to go. I can't go back to bed. I need my back rub. I need somebody to rub my back. So Rick's like, well, hey, he shut, ignores the, her. shut the L up over there. Yeah, Rick ignores it. Uh, the super, but the signals. Yeah. He goes back upstairs with her, and then he apologizes to Lynn later in the movie. So, so Lynn and Rick are a couple. Right. Rick likes bubes, and Lynn and Donna wants Rick's bubes, too. Sure. Yeah, Rick's a player. He, he likes to get yeah. around. Um, so Bert does find the radio that's playing the song that, that wakes everyone up. He puts it in the chair and as it rocks, they go to a clock. And then when they come back to the chair, it's gone. Radio's gone. It's 2 AM and the recorder, the recorder is gone off the rocking chair. Um, BJ's awake and is in like the kitchen, I guess. And all of a sudden Steve shows up out of nowhere. He's like, you looking for this? And she's like, he has a flask or something? I thought it was like a fucking baseball clock. clock. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes, uh, yeah, I am. What is it? <laughs> he's like... <laughs> <laughs> she. He says, are you looking for this? Yes. And she goes, yes. What, what is, is it? <laughs> like, so are you looking for it or not? I mean, if you don't know what it is, you weren't looking for it. But um, I think what she means is, like, what's the alcohol that's within it? Because is it rum? Is it whiskey? Is it something else? Oh yeah, no, yeah. that's good. Yeah. That, that you're. Exactly but it's right. very confusing. Yeah, it's but that's confusing. funny. It's a stupid delivery. Yeah, because he's got a he's a, Steve's got a, a glass of it, and he's just like, I haven't been able to sleep. But do you know what I felt when that boy died this afternoon? I didn't felt I didn't feel anything. I was worried about my investment, meaning the movie. Of course. Yeah, and but, the, BJ's just like I d- didn't either. Maybe there's something wrong with me because I didn't feel anything either. Right. So the. I, so when the end of the movie came, I was like, is that cahoots? But oh, God, there was... I don't know. There's a lot of cues. A lot of cues. We'll bring the A's. So I guess after BJ says that she didn't have any feelings either, mm-hmm. Steve just gets up and says, go to bed. Mm-hmm. Like, get the fuck out of here, just woman. go to bed, yeah. So she, In a way, she works for him. He's the producer of the movie. So I guess yeah. he, can, he can order her around, I suppose, as an employee. But Yeah, I guess. But the, yeah, she is the actress. But then we yeah. hear... Uh, 
uh, Andy, we hear, spear me, yeah. spear me, spear me, <laughs> face to face. Guess what happens? Uh, it's the tape recorder. <laughs> it's, it's swinging. It's swinging back and forth above Taylor, who had fallen asleep with the mask on. And he, his eyes snap open, and he gets speared in the face. In the right eye. In the eye. Yeah, eye to eye. No, yeah. uh, face to face. <laughs> but I just thought it was great. Like, we heard that. Like, yeah. especially the second time, I'm like... Ooh, guess what's gonna happen? Yeah, you um, can kind of know. Yeah, uh, so. the dreamy uh, James Taylor motherfucker gets speared in the eye, which I'm fine with, you know. And and to a certain extent, he's probably happy too because he really yes. seemed to be cl- he seemed to be crying out for the deep. sweet release. I like that, Andy. You're, he wanted the sweet release of death. Your science, your copywriting, your your <laughs> your emotions are really coming through in this episode. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, as a married man, Nick, I'm, <laughs> I'm now more in touch with oh, uh with my oh, emotions than so, i ever have been so am i why do you think i'm wearing these birkenstocks dude thanks yeah. i'm just kidding i, why do you think I i'm not. wearing lingerie just kidding <laughs> i'm not uh <laughs> Ooh, let's do that if we get over a thousand followers in the next two days we'll you'll wear, wear we'll video and play the trumpet trombone trombone sure, sure. okay make it happen slash you thanks next morning john and donna quick exchange about the script John's like, I'm one of the lead characters, and I only have four scenes. And Donna's like, I'm in one. And uh, what? I don't know what that, that scene means. Yeah, it that's means that. nothing. She's like, I'm gonna go get coffee, and he's like, Get me some, and then I'll help you. I'll I'll read your part with you. Coffee, coffee. No yeah. fuck, because there is a Starbucks on the island. Just uh, FYI. Sure. And uh, Jim is looking sullenly out the window because they had a blanket that they put Phil in. They put Phil on the beach, covered him with a blanket. Jim's looking down at it and uh, John walks up and talks about reincarnation. Uh, Jim's not having it. Jim's not having it. He does say dead is dead and it kind of reminded yeah. me of like um the pet cemetery. Dead is better. Yeah. Um but <laughs> <laughs> dead is dead. Jim looks at John and tells him and John is like I believe in reincarnation. That He's is, not having it. So they have a little right. tussle. Yeah. Don't silly. He, this is when I come like saying like he's kind of a nerd that will John? won't fight back, but he'll yeah. say he's like, "Oh, go ahead and beat me up and make me bruisey and bloody." I'm sure the director will love that with, for his lead actor. Yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah. Taunt me, taunt me, taunt me, taunt me. Face to face, punch me, punch me. Um, so uh, we cut down to the beach, Steve. The producer and Bert are going came, on a boat. They're taking they're the boat to the mainland. Take the boat back to the mainland. Yep. Uh, they talk about the, the the dead body that's right there on the beach. Of course, Steve's, you know, don't you want to bury him with? And Bert's like, no, let the cops deal with it. I don't want him stinking up my boat. And um, have you ever killed anything? And Steve said, yeah. <laughs> a baby. I hit a baby. A, ba- a baby deer with my car. Yeah, he pauses after baby. Yeah, you could have, but that could have been so much better. You could right. say, yeah, I killed... I killed a baby. Yeah, like I could. Yeah, baby uh, deer with my car. <laughs> could you like this motherfucker? Because when a baby? he said I killed a baby, I was like, "What? Whoa!" I confessing? thought maybe they'd be like, "I killed a baby." Yeah. Uh, Turtle. You know, I was young and oh. she was pregnant. You know, no. like I don't know. So he he. So Steve uh, admits to killing a baby deer with his car, and Bert's just like, "He has something to watch it, watch something die like that, whatever." Uh, and they get on the boat. Um, meanwhile, Franklin. Yes. They, yeah. they they are taking off on the boat and yeah. yes, uh, going to BJ the director rehearsing again and the, the BJ and the director Franklin are rehearsing again exactly. And she's still bad. Uh, she it was funny though. She asks if she could take off her robe because it's so hot, 
And he's like, yeah, sure. And she takes it off. She's got a swimsuit on. And he immediately kind of pauses because I guess, is she good looking? But he yeah, just awkwardly so. is like, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm going to be a few minutes. It's going to be a few minutes. And I was like, what? I wrote that line down too. But as but as they're going over, before she takes off her robe yeah. To, to, yeah, yeah. to share her onesie bathing suit. Yeah. Um, they're rehearsing. And Franklin again goes, the scene was overwritten. Yeah. Because she just keeps talking, she's talking. Terrible. And so she's horrible. So he's like, let's just shorten your lines. Just say this one line. Um, you know, I need you make love to me, Rick. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I also have to talk about my um, uncle dying. My uncle dying. How's the audience going to know? How, my how do they know my dying? uncle is dying? Yeah. And he looks at her and goes, they'll know who's dying the moment they hear you. <laughs> I was like, that's some good writing. I mean, I hope the other people, I yeah. hope people caught that. Like, some good, it's a good one liner for sure. And then uh, the the scene, you know, so he takes off to the bathroom, I think, to rub one out because he saw her in a onesie bathing suit. It's no big stupid. deal. Yeah, yeah. So then um, we come back to Rick, Rick, Andy. Oh, because yeah. he looks so big much macho, Rick, yeah, with no, the Boston he, accent, yeah, the car and Hobbit Yard. But yeah. he does kind of. I am going to do a side by side. But he's trying to apologize to Lynn, but they're they're not having it. I mean, Lynn, it's, yeah, talks to Rick. Um, he's like, "Sorry for going to bed, or maybe you know, touching down his pubes yeah. or something." You She's know, just like you're a user. You're he's a like, user. Takes one to no one, right? Or something and like he's. She holds up a tape recorder, and says, "Um, uh, I I can't remember how uh, she said like, you know, who's is or do you know." Do you know who this is? And oh, he, no, he says, yeah. it's like, have you seen Taylor or, or Taylor's tape recorder? Or oh, right, 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 right. It's something that's going along to the effect of saying, like, hey, and the, who's, the whose recorder is this? And he's like, yeah, that's the... The one they found last night. And that's Phil's. And or, she said, I found this at the bottom of the pool. Yeah, there you go. So we learned there's multiple tape recorders, tape so players, big they, deal. Again, this is the next B-roll. It's not even a B-roll. I'd say it's a B-still because the boat is not moving, but we focus on a boat that's off the island, not moving, and and it blows up. Yeah. It was Bert and and supposedly Steve on the boat. Suppose No. Is it? Is Steve on the boat? Well, now the fucking... Now the students are going to know. Well, we spoil this movie. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. And we'll talk about more of it later, but you're you're led to believe at this point... Yes. Thank that, you. ...that Bert and Steve are on the boat, and it explodes. And then you hear Franklin and Donna were were talking and all of a sudden blows up and they look out the window and Franklin Flem is just like, that was the producer. <laughs> burn me, burn me, burn me face to face. And we so, have a shot on the beach with just the tape recorder swinging yep. in the frame. Back and and that's the song like it wasn't. And the shadow. Up, you can see a shadow. Up, Somebody's obviously holding it. Yeah. yeah, it was burn me. Yeah, I know. Because yeah, explode me, <laughs> blow me up would be a little blow me, blow me. Um, no, the uh, the now the cast is getting nervous. They're all kind of gathered around and like it's funny. Donna scream like she she has a great line. She's I'm packing to, to leave. Yeah, I'm supposed to dance for this film, not die for it. Yeah, they're, yeah. but the boat's blown up. How are you gonna get back to the mainland, right. Dinah? And she's like, I'll fucking find a way. And John's trying to help her. I think John throughout yeah. this whole movie kind of has the. Tietch boobies. He for... likes Donna a little yes. bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he says he saw an outboard motor uh, somewhere in the shed or whatever, and she's like, "What are you gonna do? You know, you need a boat. You gotta attach the motor to something. We need a boat." And um, kicks him out. She kicks him out of her room. You know, get out of here. I'm just gonna pack and I'm just gonna I'm gonna figure something out. And she goes to take a shower. And uh, go ahead, Andy. Donna uh, turns on her shower and she's uh, she's in there taking showering. a shower. Yeah, she's taking a shower normally. And we cut where I think the camera pans to like inside the wall or the other side of the wall. 
uh, we see a big old container that just <laughs> is written on there, battery acid. <laughs> and a, a hand comes up and turns the little knob. Now, battery acid is routing into the water coming out of the shower head. And Donna gets hit with this battery acid and starts screaming and flailing. And she pulls the shower curtain down. Yeah, dude. And she's struggling to reach for the skin faucet. Skin is falling. Her skin's falling. Yes. Off. Yeah, and she ends up dead from this battery acid flying on her. Great special effects. Like I thought yeah. the, the the it was nasty. Yes. It's also it was... my Dick oh, kills shot of the week. They're back. Dick shot kills are back. Andy's dick kills shot of the week. This was very much talked about on the internet. Like if you if you look up Island of Blood. Yeah. You'll pro- even on social media, it'll probably come also with a hashtag battery acid bath or it, battery acid shower. Probably. I mean, th- this was the kill. She screamed, and it was funny to me, Nick. No one came to her aid. No one kind of heard her screaming. And Yeah, because it's... Because it, they discover her body later. Way later. Yeah. And but, it's... But you, she's screaming as she's flailing around, dying in the shower. It's funny as we talk about our kills, like you were like, Nick, is that yours, homie? And I was like, um... Mm-hmm. I'm good. Okay. Um, I was like, no, because we'll get to mine. But um, it, 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 you would assume, like, I kind of do, like, yeah. if this other scene didn't happen, we definitely would have just made this. Nick and Andy. Yeah. Nick, oh. yeah. Uh, I think we've only done that once. That's true. This is a pretty good time to quickly explain Dick Shot, Dick Shot Kills, because oh, yeah. we like to do it every so often. Sure. Dick Kills Shot. We're in season three now, and this is episode 40. Nice round number. For those of you who maybe haven't heard past episodes of Flash U, uh, the, we have, each of us has our favorite kills of the week, and we call it our Dick Kill Shot. Dick, Dick Kill. Dick Shot Kill. Reason Wait, being. which one is it? Is it Dick Doesn't kill? matter. Okay. Points are made up, and the score doesn't matter. We go back, <laughs> all the way back to Slash U episode Primero, the first episode of this podcast. The very first. We were recording on an iPad. That's that's right. Uh, Splatter University, was, Splatter the, University. was the movie, and the first kill of our first movie was a guy getting stabbed in the dick. Yes, a and, dick kill shot. And in that movie, that was dick Nick's. Kill. Yes. That was Nick's favorite kill. It was. And from then on, we decided, all right, our favorite kills are going to be called the dick sh- shot kills. we got to figure out, because there's going to be a hashtag for dick shot kill or dick kill shot. We, I'm, I'm going to take a vote. I think that's what we're going to do on our socials. Okay. I'm going to say, do you think like a better, tell a little story real quick and do the voting on our stories. Uh-huh. And then say, vote, dick kill shot or dick shot kill. You really want to decide, because I really am fine just to be like, you guys debate it. Figure it out yourself. Do I ever say... I always think I say, dick kill. You do. Shot. Yeah, and I sometimes flip it. Just because, because. it's a dick shot, then yeah. a kill. Sure. Oh, right, let's you mean a camera shot. Yeah. Oh. Well, I like getting punched in the dick as a dick shot. Oh. So... <laughs> We have so much more to talk uh-huh. about here. Um, anyway, that's yes. the origin of the dick kill shot. Dick shot kill, and that one was mine. Was Donna getting uh, killed with battery acid? Now everyone's gathered in the living room, talking uh, the, about yes what's of the going house. On. I said of the, of the old school, but yes, and I guess yeah. it is a house. Jim's playing creepy music on an organ, like the death music, like the the death. Oh walk. yeah, that's right. Like you know, and it's. Uh, uh, Franklin, uh, Franklin is kind of de facto that, yeah, yeah, in he's charge the, now. Right on, good call. Yeah, he is the director. Yeah, because <laughs> they wouldn't put a screenwriter in charge. Right. <laughs> oh, um, right, but yeah. uh, he's Jeff, also the writer, though, Nick. Remember? Oh yeah, he yeah. is. That's right. Right on. So. Uh, he's so you know Franklin's like, hey, shut this shit off, Jim. Um, they can't find Taylor, who is dead, 
and they're they, like, "Where's Donna?" They're on. John says she's up in her room packing. She wants Hold to up. leave. Yeah, and 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 no, and they're like, "No, she's acidic AF. She is." <laughs> it's great. So <laughs> as they're talking, yeah, bloop, the lights go out. Really? Oh no, that never happens. Almost always. Also, um, in this scene, Jim hints at the song. He hit, he says to the room, he's like, um, the lyrics of the song said, burn me and uh, boil me. And he hints at the, the way. We know that they know that uh, Phil got boiled and they know that the producer and, and Bert got blown up on the boat. So they're aware of those deaths. Plus, they think uh, Taylor's just missing and they don't know Donna's dead. So when Jim hints that like the lyrics to the songs were saying, boil me and burn me. And they're like, so the killer's killing according to this song? That's exactly what I thought was so smart about Jim, because he's yeah. the one that's like, listen, like you yeah. wouldn't expect that from Jim. Maybe I would expect that from John, the right. nerdy, natty, or when I say <laughs> the guy who acts like a Both nat. nerdy, yeah. natty. Yeah. Nerdy, natty, fuck. Um, <laughs> they but suspect Jim, Taylor, Jim, though. Jim is the one, yes. Because Taylor's missing. Taylor's so they missing. suspect maybe he's per- performing these murders. He was also the end of the world guy. Yes. You know, so he was already. A, I say yes a lot. Yeah. Yes. No, it's yes. okay. Yes. <laughs> but here's the thing, though, as it gets deeper into the movie, yeah. as we dive, as we as we fist this movie a little bit more. Giggity. I don't. It started getting too like who. But that's why the name who done it. Uh-huh. Because it really does come that. I mean, it really does yeah. start to take shape. Even with the last twenty minutes of the movie, I agree. Who done it? Who done it? Who done it? So ultimately, who's responsible for this? So uh, the, you know, this is as as Andy was saying. They're they're putting the lyrics together. Yep. And they're 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 they think it's Taylor, but then they start blaming each other. Could be you. Could be you. Oh, who done it? Who done it? So they decide to lock themselves. in Let's their all rooms. go to our rooms and wait overnight while we wait for the crew to show up tomorrow. Right. Uh, John, of course, is like, oh, wait in my room to get killed. It's like just. Fucking do it. We don't have really any other choice. If we all go to our rooms and lock the doors, we should theoretically all be safe. And they split up to go, but Jim and big guy Rick, who looks like me, you said, yes. decide that they want to look for weapons. Jim, No, they don't like each other. They don't, but Jim was like uh, on his way to the kitchen. And Rick's, Rick's like, like, where are you where going? Are you going? Yeah. I'm going to look for weapons. And Rick's like, I already checked. There aren't any in there. And Jim's like, well, I'll, there might be some up at the school. And he goes, and, and Rick's like, where are you going? No, and they kind of chases him, and it's kind of a little tussle slash chase. Yeah, here. it's that's what I'm saying. The, 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 a chase ensues, a tussle ensues. Yeah. Uh, they look for weapons. It's dark. You can't see shit. This scene drags the fuck on. Yeah, I didn't like the, it very the, much. I think this scene is the reason they could have made a, you know, like a major motion picture has to be over so many mi- minutes. Oh, Because yeah. this scene drags the fuck. When you mentioned fast forwarding, I was like, it has to be this scene. Yeah, I jumped ahead a little bit. The nice part about watching it on, um, I don't know if it's my TV or if it's Tubi. Tubi. The service that this is through. Wink, wink. Clicking the button skips it ahead by about 10, 10 seconds, seconds yeah, automatically. Yeah, Tubi. Very nice. Uh, the, uh, Jim finds a knife and Rick finds, finds a stick. A, uh, well, At first he finds a stick, but then he yeah, finds a nail gun. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Remember how the song earlier in the movie sang, nail me, nail me, and not in a fun sex way. <laughs> yeah. It means no, literal I got it. nails. I love it, though, because yeah. it gets it starts getting creative. This is like when it starts getting juicy, even though... Juicy. Juicy fruit. Um, even though it there are some scenes that get a little too dark and drag on. Right. Um, it's It, it starts getting pretty rad. As um, our Rick Andy finds the nail gun. Yeah. 
uh, BJ and the director hang out, and he's kind of bummed out. They're in her room, I think. Yeah, right? and she's in a nighty. She's, you know, her yeah. boob is hanging. Not out, but it's like... Side boob. Side boob, kind of yeah. like, hey, what's up? And and he's like, this old dude is looking at this young actress, which I know is... Yeah. Let's not even bring up Hollywood, but he's like... Uh, Hey, let's do some work to, you know, and work, work on. Yeah, we'll yeah. improvise it. We'll improvise a scene. Yeah. She's like, "How about the love scene on the beach?" He's, He's like, like, "That's yeah. a good one." Yeah. She's like, "Quit using this as a cheap distraction." <sighs> so she just says, "Fuck it, let's go." Here's my question, brother. She mm-hmm. jumps on top of him, gallon on. The moans start happening, which John hears as he's walking around with this candle. But is she giving a massage, or are they are they having CX? Right before this, when she said, stop using this as an excuse, she had a candle in her hand. Did you notice that? And she just says, like, stop using this as an excuse, and goes to blow out the candle and doesn't blow it out. She has to blow it out twice. Did you notice? Oh, no. <laughs> she had the candle in her hand, and she's like, stop using this as an excuse. <laughs> And the candle doesn't go out. And so she goes a second time and blows it out. I was like, what? Fucking yell cut. Take that again. Blow it out on the first try. They needed every second to make this a motion picture. It was so awkward. Let's if you can if you can capture that, if you could capture that like on a like on a um uh, what the fuck? You go, boomerang and put it on Instagram. I will. It would be funny. I will. A- AF. I will. Uh, so yes, you're right. Let me then, like you said, down. they um, they start to. I think they're having sex. You know, because John, uh, the nerdy guy, is out in the hallway. He at first had been knocking on Flem's bedroom door, and he wasn't there. Mister Flem, Mister Flem, he's now at BJ's bedroom door and can hear Mister Flem and his great acting going. Oh. Oh, but she's going like this. I think they're supposed to be having sex. I think she's giving him a massage. Or are they reenact? They're they're acting out the love scene, and he's just going, oh, oh. And all of a sudden, a knife comes through from underneath and stabs through him and comes out his chest, and he's dead. I thought it was going to be a twofer again, which we've seen a thousand times. We've ton- seen a couple of oh, twofers. Yeah, that's a thousand. Yeah. I'm over-exaggerating. But, you know, we have seen, like, you know, where a knife goes through. Um Again, very. Uh, I think my favorite one still to this day is the Prowler when that double kill in the gazebo. I thought that was with pretty the good. with the pitchfork. Yep, that was a good one. But this um, is just a single. This is a single kill. It goes through Flem. Bj, yeah. <laughs> Bj through director Flem, not yeah. through like through snot. director Flem. Yeah. yeah, not the mucus in his throat. Yeah. Flem. <laughs> anyway, she runs out of the room, Nick. Yeah, she just jumps up. Why doesn't she run farther? The guy just got stabbed from underneath the bed. She just runs out of the room and is like, oh, no, oh, no. Isn't there someone in her room under the bed stabbing upward? <laughs> like, why wouldn't she run for a fucking life? Like, what? Well, I thought she does because the, I, I thought she does because she does eventually find uh-huh. uh, uh, Rick and Lynn. But but again, you're missing the most important. You're missing yeah. the most important part. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> me, 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 me. Clearing the phlegm. Got it. Uh. Yeah. Stab me. Yeah. Stab me. That. Yeah. Stab me. Face to face. Um. Yeah. He's so he's poked through the he's poked through the bed. She jumps off. But I just didn't get how she didn't run very far. You know. Well, she he, ran she, out of the room. She finds the radio, and she finds Rick, and she doesn't like trust him. But well, Lynn is comforting her. Yes. John comes walking up like, what happened? And Lynn's like, go find that music and shut it off. And John annoyingly is like, why do I have to do it? And she's like, just go do it. And so John goes to find the music. Rick comes in with his nail gun. And Rick's like, we got to stay together. You should take 
uh, BJ up to the school and yeah, they all split yourselves up. in. Lynn says, no, you take her up to the school. Yep. I'm going to go find Donna. And, and she does find Donna. She discovers Donna dead. Same track. Acid Burn death. me. Yep. Burn me. Burn me. Face to face. And um, um, uh, goes to walk out of Donna's room and face to face with Jim. Good call. And uh, she had the nail gun. Rick had given her the nail. She dropped the nail gun there in the floor. But why is Jim? We know he's not the killer. I mean, we do find out later, but. Yeah. Okay, now they're making us think Jim is a killer because he's creepy as fuck. He is very creepy at this point. But I would think even my creepiness would be like, hey, Lynn, are you okay? Like, um, even if I'm grabbing your neck, I'm just, I'm caressing your fucking neck to make sure you're okay. He says something like, uh, where's where's Rick and BJ? They're not going to stop. They're not going to stop this killer. Where, so, yeah, so this is a very important. Rick thinks it's Jim. Jim thinks it's Rick. That is the dynamic of this movie right now, those yeah. two, because those two are kind of like our dudes. They're like our yeah. 1980s, you know. They're both scary enough to be performing these killings. Yeah, because yeah. Taylor, they got rid of Taylor quickly. They yeah. got rid of Bert quickly. And we know John's just an annoying nerd stereotype. There's no, like, I knew right away, like, even no the first time I was anybody. like, there's no way that fuck bag is is killing anyone. Right. So, um, Rick and BJ uh, barricade themselves in a classroom yep. as Lynn was discovering Donna. Yep. So after she discovers the Scana, her fucking crip ass. She, yeah. She she's still hobbles on, down. She's still on... Uh, she um, hobbles down to the classroom they're barricaded in. Yeah. You know, and they all don't know what the hell's going on. Right, right. now, I'm starting to get confused too, Andy. I'm like, what's. Right. They, they don't trust each other, but they still have to hang out together. Well, Lynn explains to Jim, like, or explains to Rick, like, Jim says, you're doing this. Yeah. Who's Rick's doing this? Like, yeah. Rick's like, he's nuts. It's, you know, he's the one doing it. Uh, they kind of, I guess, tentatively agree that it's Jim and that they're going to, you know, hole up and stick together, the three of them. But, uh, Rick's like, I got to go get that nail gun. You know, Lynn's like, I dropped it in Donna's room. And Rick's like, I got to go get it. It's our only means of a weapon. You stay here with BJ. <laughs> and BJ's like, no, I'm going with you. Lynn, what? Lynn's on crutches. You stay here. Why? I don't understand all that whole Scooby-Doo thing or like, I got to go with you, that 80s. And like, yeah. What? what no, stay boarded up in a classroom. I'll be right back. So Rick goes to get the nail gun. With BJ. With BJ. They leave Lynn. But Rick, uh, Lynn, or BJ ends up getting scared by some newspaper that blows in her face or something. And she's like, oh, God. You know, it's true. That's what happens. Literally, a newspaper, like, blows up in her face. And Rick's like, listen, just go back to the classroom. <laughs> I can handle this. And he sends her back. He sends BJ back. Couldn't have said it any better myself, brother. And, and now Rick is on his own to go get the nail gun. Lynn is locked up in the schoolroom. BJ's on her way back to Lynn. John... Our nerd guy. Yeah, everyone's split up like again. I always bring up fucking Scooby Doo, but yeah, there's a lot going on here. E- you know, everyone's kind of searching the school and yeah. the house, the little, right. the campus, whatever that has a house on it. John finds a radio with his trusty candle, and he's he's in, still in looking Donna's for room though too. Yeah, but he's still looking for. Her. Yeah, he finds, uh, but he finds Donna dead at that point. John does, and he find, and he grabs the nail gun. Oh, because he also finds Taylor with the spear in the eye. Yes, he goes to hide because I think yeah. after he discovered Donna, he knows something's up, and he Ooh, had the so nail he gun. got a double. He saw Donna and and Taylor he discovers dead. Taylor, and then he, John marches down to the beach 
and is like, I'm. He grabs the outboard motor and he's like, I'm just gonna build. A yeah, raft. That, that's funny, but and, but yeah. as he before he makes it to the beach, that, yeah, Jim is climbing up a ladder Rick. to get to Rick. Rick. Sorry, thank you. Yeah, Rick, Rick is climbing up a ladder to get into a window within the house to find his nail gun. Yeah, and as he gets to the windowsill, he is stabbed in the hand by Jim. Yep, and he falls. Um, and so we know that Jim has a knife. Yep, very important. Very and. Uh, he stabs Rick in the hand. Yeah. Because Jim thinks Rick's done it. Right. So this is when I'm still like, or is Rick the killer? I mean, is Jim the killer? Like it? Yeah. Well, is Rick, he? Rick falls down and he, he runs off and hides among some rose bushes, I guess, because he keeps yeah. looking at the roses and he's wrapping his hand. Because of the little stab marks. The little stab wounds. And he's always looking at these roses that are kind of blowing in the wind. Blow me. Blow me. Well, we didn't hear that. We heard a different one. It was, saw me. Saw me. Saw me. Face to face. So guess what happens? A chainsaw revs up. (laughs) A chainsaw revs up. This is this is And kills Rick. Yes. Uh, He he goes for the arms first. Andy, I was so disappointed that the scene was so dark. I I wish they would have put more light because arms go flying. Well, I guess elbow... So was it arms and a forearm? Yeah. Yeah, or just wrist or mid- yeah, maybe, yeah, you maybe see mid. a couple of parts. Yeah, you just see hands go flying. And I think he gets cut up the crotch. Yes. Oh, see, it was too fucking dark. I just yeah. I saw legs going too. It looked like it was his knees, and it looked like the saw was going between his knees towards his crotch. Yeah. He was getting cut from the crotch upwards towards his head. He was You're making, right. You can't see it. He was making him Rick. He was turning him from Rick to a mat. <laughs> Get it? Cutting off his arms and legs. Yeah. Um, that was horrible. That was bad. But, but it saw is. Me. Like, saw, saw me. me. Yeah. Saw me. Yeah. Face, face to face. face. Slash you. Slash yeah. you. Um, so, so later, Rick's Rick. Dead. Bye, Rick. Bye, Rick. And that's why. Bye, Andy. At. Yeah, he looks like me. And a sweet Boston accent. And that's when we get John down on the beach saying, you know, fuck this. I'm yes. building a So boat. John is now on the beach. He got the motor or the motor, the outboard motor, motor. And he, he brought it down because I was like, what? Yeah. He's built. Is he trying to build a boat? I think it's something that he can strap this motor to. He's got some <laughs> boards and he's got the nail gun. And he's like, I'm going to just build a boat, hook the motor up and get off this island. And then we hear the music in the distance going, chop me, chop me, chop me, face to face. And there's a POV of someone coming at John, and he turns towards the camera, and goes, "Ah!" So that's what I—that's what my question, Andy. I was like, "Chop me," so I know, like, I know it's an innocent axe, obviously. Chop Probably. me, chop me, because yeah. what do you do with an axe? You chop shit. Yeah. But we yeah. didn't know, man. He like chops specific shit, because yeah. as the wind is howling, things things are. Get, this is the climax is coming up, yeah. Andy. Uh, the wind is howling. It's that part of the movie where the killer just says, "I'm." gonna just start killing yeah because there's bodies piling up now yeah, yeah. and the wind <laughs> is howling and and the the, the 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 bodies are let the bodies hit, hit the, the floor, floor. um cool. yes lynn is alone she's on fucking crutches yeah and then um here's like on a radio we hear nail me nail me <laughs> nail me face to face <laughs> and this is my dick kill shot of the week and here's why, Andy. Why is this your dick shot kill? Nail gun, creative. Very. Rad. Very rad. Um, A lot of things going on. Yep. You don't discover this later into the movie, but this yeah. is why it became my dick kill shot, because once her body is discovered, yeah. the 
Look, you look, got goosebumps. I got goosebumps right yeah. now. The 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 killer, <laughs> her name is spelled L Y N Lynn. Right. He spells her name on her forehead with, with nails, nails. stat yeah. nails embedded in her forehead. Yeah. Lynn. L Y N. And her, like a like a great body piercing. I was so stoked on this. Yeah. Hell, I that so that's why it's my dick kill shot. Um, thought it was creative. Very um, cool. The nail gun we knew was introduced. Um, and I was just asking Andy, have we seen a nail gun kill before? Like, I, I don't want to bring us up on the spot right now, but I can't, I couldn't think no. of one. Um, it's possible, but I, you're right. I do not recall one off the top of my head. So who's left? BJ and Jim. That's what I have to. And just as, uh, remember BJ was headed back to the classroom yep. after she got scared by some newspaper. She sees Jim on her way back to that classroom, just coming off, um, I think killing Lynn. He's holding a radio up. Yeah. Yeah, he's, but he's holding a radio, but not playing music, but he's holding it, and she takes off running. Yes, and it's a chase. Jim starts chasing her. And this again, is why I think Jim's the killer. <laughs> we all think Jim's the killer at this point. We all do. I mean, yeah. students, hopefully you do as well. Uh, it is. There's more running around. It's yeah. more chaos. I fast forwarded part of this. Yeah, more confusion. Exactly. Thank she you. Falls kind of hurts her ankle at one point. She so keeps you think that when BJ blows out that candle and they didn't edit it because they're looking for any second they can to yeah. make this a major motion yeah, picture. Very lengthy, similar to lengthy. Drive and Massacre. Right. Like adding scenes. So to this podcast. So Jim's a killer, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Anything you can do to make it longer. Oh. Uh, so. Very much like Nick's penis. No, I'm kidding. Ooh, um, giggity. Oh, that was good. That was yeah. funny. Like, but, much like this podcast. Right. But is Jim the killer, Andy? He is, right? Uh, it has to be him because he actually eventually gets her and he gets her pinned. He's, and he's calling for her creepily like, right. Pete. Wouldn't you, like if, if I wasn't the killer and I was chasing her, I'd be like, Andy, Andy, I know I'm a fucking weird. I'm right. the killer. I'm, it wasn't me. It wasn't. Yeah. And I, not yeah. like, but he still wants he's to be like, creepy. be. Warriors come out and play. play. <laughs> Another he, great reference. He ends up pinning her down, and he's got the knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it looks like he's going to cut her throat or something, right? Because then all of a sudden, there's a, a, a shadowy figure enters the scene and shoots Jim with a couple of nails. Oh, that's right. Out of the nail gun. Jim turns and throws the knife at this figure. And Jim falls over dead. Too dark, but I'm so glad you got it. For right. me, uh, he, uh, he throws friends. it. And we the camera cuts to where the knife has hit this person in the torso, kind of their lower like abdomen area, and it pans up. And it's Steve, the producer. He's alive. And well. And and well, but he's been hit with a knife. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he collapses. Wait, I got a question, though. Yeah, yeah. If he was... He saves the day. He saves the day, but everyone thought he was on the boat. Like so, yeah. like there's no, there's no. We'll get to that. Yeah. Did he, Steve, did he jump in the water right before yeah, the boat exploded? Like, or he and was, swim ashore? We but don't no, know. it's because it's so quick. You're not. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. We don't know what happened in the boat. In You're any right. case, he's injured and he collapses. We cut to morning. It's yeah. It's morning. Day. It's morning. No, it's Daylight. fucking light. Thank and God. The mayor is there with, with the cop. police. Yeah. Uh, just one police officer. Very strange. For- <laughs> You know, there's eight people dead, but there's one police officer. And the police officer says, you know, we found this, and it's a tape recorder. It's a tape recorder. And it's a confession from Jim. A confession poem. Yeah. Well, what does he say? Did you write it down by chance? Uh, Sort of. Well, Um, go ahead. It's, uh, I stabbed them, I nailed them, I burned them face to face. Yeah. I (laughs) chopped them, I 
shot them. I fucking yeah. stroked them off yeah. face to face. No but one left. No, yeah, no, no and, and no one's left. And and I guess I can go ahead and admit it because yeah. no one's left. Um, right. So you think it's confession tape, confession poem? Yeah, the cop says, "Is this that guy Jim's voice?" And BJ says, "Like, yes, it is. It so, is." Did you know he was a psycho? And she says, "Well, I knew he had a mental breakdown, and he was in a, he was must have been in an institution or something." She said, "And he, but he also worked for me. That's where I learned that he worked for her." And uh, yeah, so the the mayor says, "Like, where's the producer?" And why is the mayor on the fucking I don't know. killing scene? The but... mayor is like, "Where's the producer?" And the cop says, he, "They just loaded him in a so chopper." So this is he almost bled to death. So producer so, Steve's producer alive. Steve's alive. He's on a chopper going to the hospital, almost yeah. bled out. Yeah, he's fine. BJ, final girl. The mayor is the real estate guy. I have this obviously yep. written right here in the last of my notes. You had that in the very beginning of your notes. Yep. But this is when I thought that I thought there was going to be a twist with him involved. I don't think so, because the mayor's kind of looking around, and he's like, no one's going to want this place after this So his massacre. luxury shit. And then he's like, no one's, do a church group's not going to want this place. Small city mayors, small town mayors, like not big city, like, right. you know, the mayor of Chicago doesn't have another job. No. Yeah. And no. the mayor of fucking Miami, mayor of fucking Atlanta. They're mayor. That's yeah. it. Yeah. This guy's also a real estate mogul. Apparently. Yeah. And he comes to the realization that whatever church group that was going to take this place is probably not going to take it now since there was a whole bunch of murders here. So he's like, yes, I get it. I'll probably be able to sell it for a lot of money or put on a resort, whatever. So he's happy. Yeah. So I guess we go like a couple. I'm not going to Time goes by. Yeah, time goes by. Dot, dot, dot. Right. They don't tell us how long, but it's long enough where we see BJ and Steve, the producer, lounging by the pool, assuming it's at his house. Are they a couple now? Uh, did she know the whole time? Was she part of this? He leans over and kisses her shoulder. And yeah. She's like, what's, what's that for? And he's like, just for being here. So, And she's like, sorry for ruining your movie. Right. Why are you sorry, BJ? I don't know. Well, sorry your movie didn't get made. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why? I mean, I, I think that's what she said. Yeah. As I lean over and touch Rick. I mean, Andy. Yeah. Uh He's just like, it's okay. She says, do you want some coffee? And she, he's like, yeah. And she goes off to make some coffee. The phone starts ringing, and Steve's like, I'm going to, he gets up and he goes inside of his like private screening room to take the phone call. And that's, he's on the phone with somebody talking about like, of course, I have it right here. And he flips on a projector and it's footage of all the killings. And he's talking to so-and-so, whoever it was on the phone, like, you know, if the buyer, this is the best footage of real killings you're ever going to get. He's making a snuff film. Yeah. We find says, out that if he, the buyer wants exclusivity, he's going to have to pay double. Yeah. You know? So, so is, was Steve the mastermind behind all this? He orchestrated the killings so he could get them on tape. That's what we have to assume. But I guess he had to fake his own death. Yeah. But then BJ comes in right in the middle of the call and Steve. Why are you in this room? You told you never to come in here. And she confronts him, of course. Uh, and says, like, why kill everyone but me? And he's just like, why not kill you? I don't know. I'm going to have to kill you now, though. And she takes a gun off of the wall, a shotgun off the wall, and he's like, BJ, I wouldn't keep a loaded gun in the house. Come on, put it down. And Such she's a like, stupid scene. She cocks it, you know, and, and he's like, come on, it's not loaded. Oh, she shoots, she clicks. points it, and, click. um, and he says, like, go ahead, shoot me. No, it clicks once, brother. Oh, I thought she was... I thought she was maybe back whatever. I, I, I thought she was pulling it's... back the hammer because he says, shoot me. And she shoots him. And he does. Yeah. yeah. And it, there's a gunshot. And then we roll credits. Roll credits. Was that what the hell? <laughs> was that the gun 
from the start of the Ooh, movie. Ooh, Nux going over the table here. Because it Slash looks you. like it could be the same That's gun a good from the call. start of the movie. And he, maybe he didn't know that it was loaded from the beginning of the movie when the girl in the swim cap. No, he killed. knew it was loaded when he killed her, if that's the case. But he's telling BJ it's not loaded. And then he's like yelling at her, go ahead and pull the trigger. Go maybe ahead. Maybe he forgot it was loaded because then is it only usually double barrel? One kill, one kill. And well, then not all shotguns are double barrel well, shotguns. Okay, well, what, <laughs> this is a single barrel gun, and I think it's a rifle. The the no. the end scene was too fast and too confusing for me. I thought BJ was involved. Steve, I guess he's the killer. Was the he, mayor involved? Well, I guess not. Like Steve, apparently, the mayor should have been involved and said, "We'll yeah. make more selling this property." Yeah. Than we would off a stupid movie, dude. That's the other thing too. BJ even said to Steve, "Like, how did you get Jim to confess?" And Steve says, like, mm. that wasn't a confession. I wrote him an audition. And so when Jim's voice was reading about, I killed them, I boiled them, whatever, he thought he was auditioning. Yes, it was an audition tape. And he wrote that for an audition made tape. Made it seem very like good. it was a confession. So it's very, and again, I really showing that Steve's the mastermind here. Showing again that Jim and Phil were both, sorry, I, I got excited here. I friends. bumped the mic. Jim and Phil were actors in this movie. Maybe that's the biggest discovery of this fucking film, Andy, is that we were always questioning, are they just roadies? Mm-hmm. That was an audition tape for him. I don't know. Hey, well, but on a, on a scale of one to ten knives mm-hmm. with blood on the tip. On the tip. Would you uh, say that this is definitely, I think it's worth watching. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And after you've listened to this podcast, you're going to follow it a lot better. I think. I, yeah, I think so, too. And then, like, if this it never happens, I don't even know why I f- say it, but it's <laughs> like, if you have any thoughts, if you watch this movie, you have any thoughts to what uh, the professors have said, hit us up, man. We'd love to know because yeah, I, I still have questions. Well, let's take a quick break. We'll recap the kill count. We'll talk about what's up next. Oh, they already mentioned the kill count. Yeah, but I'm, I'm still going to recap it and we'll um talk about what's next we'll be right back i'm gonna sing a song we're back um i guess i'm not that was episode 40 island of blood um the kills nick (laughs) i'm gonna go ahead and tell you there were eight right yeah because the cop mentioned it at the end random pool girl shot phil your your guy from christine boiled taylor spear me speared um Bert the caretaker uh explosion on the boat. Uh yes. Donna, battery acid shower, that's my dick shot kill of the week. Dick, dick shot dick just that's it. Mr. Franklin Flem, the the director, just stabbed. Uh we have Rick, the big guy, uh sawed in half. The Andy of the movie. Yeah. There's um John, I guess, was chopped. Chop me. Chop me. And then Lynn, your dick kill. Shot of the week. Dick shot. Kill of the week. Nail me. Nail me. Nail me. Uh, Nail me. Nail that's, me. Face to face. Yeah, that's, that's, that even sounds even more creepier. Like, nail me face yeah, to face. Like, look at me while you nail me. Right. Well, right. that's actually nine. And then we count Jim getting uh, killed by nail gun by uh, Steve, the producer. That's ten. And then we assume if BJ shot... Steve, that would be 11. Wait, 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 wait. So how'd the cop get eight? Well, he didn't count pool girl, probably. So that would... And then, um, yeah, he uh, uh, he must have been counting Jim as well. I don't know. So... Holy shit. Or that... it's a continuity error. God forbid that happened. He's mis- He's saying the wrong number. I mean, that this happens movie, in these this, movies. This movie had a $4 million budget. 
Really? No, another you Knicks fan. Yes. Fucking piece of I can't shit. believe I got two in this one. God damn it. Yes. Four million. <laughs> 1980 Maybe. whatever that's like 16 82. billion nowadays <laughs> yeah just print more money it'll be fine um i don't want to get into politics but you know oh, just dude. print more we'll be fine that's fine uh, uh but you're right it you're right the cop said oh this guy butchered eight people but when i count it's you know if we count steve getting shot right at, at the roll credits that's 11 so but they didn't know about him no, that's true. And the pool girl. They didn't know about him. They must not have known about her. But uh, anyway, that's that's my count. I, I can't. So that's still nine. Yeah. We have, we're have we going to talk about this. And then maybe we'll, we'll as yeah. we get into our next movie, yeah. we can do that uh, more. Hey, uh, Andy, I, I think uh, we have a good one for next week. Yeah, what Hopefully, you got? Uh, we've got uh, Slaughterhouse. Nineteen eighty-seven. Slafter house. <laughs> Slafter. Slafter house. Can't spell slaughter without laughter. Hey, that's the old joke. Yes, that is a horrible joke. But um, uh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you. This is Slaughterhouse. Nineteen eighty-seven. One yeah. hour twenty-five minutes. This looks like a good one. I like the poster, the art. Yeah, the, it's it got is. a really big kind of fat dude with a huge meat cleaver. Can I go in in that real quick before you do the yeah. little? Uh, he he's he was only five nine. This actor who plays the really yeah, this is no uh, not honest, a fake fact. No, and so he had to stand on crates, had to stand on to make himself tower over oh. more, like a Tom Cruise thing. You know, Tom yeah. Cruise. Tom like, Cruise is a short dude. Yeah, and so he always wanted to lift in his shit or make him look bigger than the uh, his heroine yeah. or his. It's the thing about Scientology, it doesn't make you taller. So, anyway, fuck them, fuck them, <laughs> face to face. Synopsis: the owner, yes. the owner of a slaughterhouse facing foreclosure, instructs his obese and mentally disabled son to go on a killing spree against the people who want to buy his property. So, yeah, they make a point of pointing out that this 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 kid is mentally disabled or intellectually slow, and he's also very obese. And the, so, dad just says, like, yeah, son, go kill him. I am interested in this because available uh, on Tubi, Tubi, or you for free, or you can rent it. I love Tubi. Island we, of Blood was on Tubi. I don't know if we mentioned that, but we're mentioning it. Oh now. yeah, Island of Blood's on Tubi. I, yep. I'm going to look for them to sponsor us because they they are cool. rad. Uh, I can't wait to watch Slaughterhouse with you, brother. Yeah, and be a good I, one. I don't really have any shoutouts, but I I would say just uh, if you do listen to this, follow everyone that we follow on our Instagram because you can find us on Instagram at slash you underscore podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you're confused and you don't remember the underscore, you can still go to slash you podcast.com. That's right. And, and we're it's all there. It's all there. I'm going to take some time this weekend over the, uh, you know, we we record on Thursday, of course, uh, 4th of July holiday weekend. I'm going to maybe uh, do some uh, updating on that old website there. Cause Andy's heading to the North to the Northwoods for no. uh, the independence day. no, for what? Aren't you doing the Musky Madness no. uh, fishing tournament? <laughs> Bloodhook. If you listen to Bloodhook, yeah, you'll right, get that right. joke. Uh, as you hear this, I will have uh, been. Uh, we'll be probably coming home from the Northwoods of Wisconsin because this will this will come out on Monday, July fifth. Happy birthday, America! And I hope you all had a safe and wonderful Fourth of July. Uh, we here at Slash You love you. Thanks for listening. Anything else? Yeah, I don't really love them. I just like want to go to a closet and feel them up. Oh. Like a seven minutes in heaven type of thing. Slash you students, seven minutes in heaven with your professor, Nick. Andy loves you. So you'll get 
the more the bad boy <laughs> thing with me, you'll get more of the emotional caring. Obviously, you know, you'll get more of the emotional thing with Andy. So yes, I just got married. I'm all about the emotions. Yeah. So. Uh, no, all joking aside, happy fourth. Have a safe, <laughs> yeah. happy fourth. Like, subscribe, recommend us to your friends. Please, God damn. Why do we, it's and, so lame uh, to have to say that, but please. We will catch you on the next one. Uh, until then, Slaughterhouse. Slaughterhouse. Class dismissed. Class dismissed. Go check out Exhibit. Choke me, spank me, pull my hair. That's... How about this one? Yeah. Fist me. Fist me. Okay. Fist... That's... <laughs> right. Just kidding. Good night, yeah, everybody. Bye.